0: in this episode
1: is this simple tech is evolution um it's 1990 versus 2020 life was a lot different back in 1990 than it is now you always heard that cliche phrase of and it, it holds true in certain aspects but it was like the coaches will still find the good ones They'll find you. If you're good enough, they'll find you.
0: If I'm playing on a Legion team in Hobunk, Kansas, there's no way a college coach is going to May- find out. Yeah, if, I mean, unless I throw like ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, but I mean,
1: yeah, you got to do something pretty spectacular.
0: If, you, if you're in that situation, you've got to do something super sure. spectacular. There there were some tech pieces where it was like, we're going to look back at this and it would be almost like laughable. Where it was like, why did we even think that was a really thing? Let's finish it. What is up everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Closing Pitch. My name is Spiker Helms and I'm joined by my co-host David Burkby This show is about culture, people, and how to create a winning lifestyle. Our goal is to bring a blue-collar mentality and deliver hard-hitting questions of culture and people. There's no hidden agenda, just straight talk. We're going to take a bit of a pivot in this episode. We're going to talk more about baseball. Um, if that interests you, um, we'd love to have you stay on and listen. If that doesn't, we'll be back with another episode and um, talk more about culture and people. Um, but we thought this was going to be a very interesting topic. And I know that there's a lot of questions right now floating in the baseball space. Um, every year we go to the ABCA, which is a national coaches convention. Um, it It is the coolest thing ever. Um, if If you're a baseball junkie, there's just so many people, so many mindsets. Um, You got professionals all the way down to youth in one room um, trying to uh, figure out this game a little bit better and share ideas like what's working, what's not working. Um, And every year that we go, there is so much tech. It is Mm -hmm. unbelievable. Literally, when we went to Nashville this year, or last year technically, no, no it, was it was this year. It was this year. Yeah. Was this year. Um, we were at the Peabody Opera House, and almost every single row Peabody. had- what Peabody. Isn't the Peabody? No. What was it? It was the Opera Land. Oh, Opera Land. Peabody Opera Land, right? You said Opera House. Oh, Opera House. Oh, geez. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> but that's that's besides the point. Who cares? Everyone knows that we were Fact in check the city one, of- we Dave, won Spiker, zero. We were in the city of Nashville. <laughs> Go on. Um, and- Every single row had a tech piece.
1: Oh, there were there were hundreds of them. I mean, there's thousands of exhibitors there every year. And this year was a little bit different from in past, at least in my opinion, where tech was king. I mean, that was where when they were doing, you know, showings of their tech, how it works, examples. I mean, there were crowds of people around those those exhibitors just trying to find out that next thing that's maybe going to help their program or help their game succeed. It was crazy. A lot of cool conversations,
0: too. Yeah, I remember the first year that we went to the ABCA, I saw hit Tracks, and I was like, holy smokes, this is really cool. This is unbelievable. And, and they were, nice. like, the only ones really there that was, like tech tech that and then your standard radar gun yeah your standard radar gun i think blast was there but it was like a uh, small little booth I maybe know about that you don't think blast was there i don't think
1: so but anyways
0: Hitrax like literally stole the show that that <laughs> yeah. that year and everyone was talking about it and then the the price range is just like whoa i don't know about this but it's now almost in every single facility um you have different competitors like rap soto um blast motion which we are a part of you have diamond kinetics um i mean There, there were some tech pieces where it was like, we're going to look back at this and it was, it'd be almost like laughable. Whereas like, why did we even think that was a really good idea? Um, But then there's gonna be other pieces where we kind of underestimate it and be like, whoa, how did we not see that?
1: I mean, it's a, it's a huge part of the game now. It's if you watch, if you look at a major league, I would love to see from a major league team's budget standpoint, how much money is spent on tech every year. Especially from the good ones. Because I once heard, like, I heard a cool analogy um, from a guy who's in the tech space in terms of, like, where certain MLB teams are in terms of tech and where certain MLB teams are not. And he, gave, he gave the analogy of flying a rocket ship to the moon. And he's like, you got some that are already on the moon who are already building up their colonies there. You got other teams that are kind of on the way there. And then you got some who haven't even began to build the rocket at Earth. So it's like, but some are going all in on this because they see it as a major, major advantage for their players, for their organization, how they can, how they can just get that major leg up.
0: So people that don't know... Um, These names that we're saying like Hit Tracks, Blast Motion, Diamond Kinetics, um, a new one that's going to be out for Major League Baseball is Hawkeye. If you're familiar with tennis or cricket, um, Hawkeye has been in that game for in those games um, for quite a while. But now Major League Baseball is going to introduce it. But what um, Hit Tracks is and Rapsodo, those are two similar units, um, two similar technologies, and they they both tell you the data after contact what's happening after contact when the player hits the ball what is the ball doing so that includes launch angle exit velocity um you you name it distance yeah distance spin spin, everything and um there's different there's differences with with both products but we won't go into that I'm just giving you a quick overview. And then you have Blast Motion and Diamond Kinetics, which are pre-swing data. So what they do is they tell you what's happening in the player's swing leading up to contact. And then you have the pitching side, which is a whole nother conversation, um, which you have Diamond Kinetics and soto. yep, um, Both
1: telling uh, you velocity, telling you spin, telling you axis of your spin, telling you how
0: your ball moves, when your ball started moving. Everything. And why is this important to the layman person? Why is all of this important? Why do we need to know all these numbers? All I just got to know is, are we winning or are we not winning?
1: Yeah, and in very simple terms, sure, but all these numbers, if, if taught correctly, and I think we'll get into this you know, in this episode, if taught correctly, I think these can not only validate adjustments but also help with adjustments. Because the hardest thing in baseball, that at least as a, an instructor, the hardest thing that I always try to, or that the hardest thing I have trouble teaching is feel. Is like how I'm, tr- I'm. I can see what you need to do as a player. I'm giving you that adjustment, but it's really hard to not only teach that feel of that adjustment, but then also validate why that adjustment is being made. Numbers validate an adjustment being made. If you can see after performing an adjustment a to three hundred times, and now you're your numbers have gone up in a positive tick, and now you're able to do certain different things in a game, but you have a real science behind it, you have a real understanding of how that just happened, and the numbers validate it, then you're you're hooked, and you're just gonna keep diving into those numbers over and over, and that's what this tech gives us.
0: Yeah, I think the, the teaching side is probably the most exciting part, Recruiting side is really interesting because it's going to change communication when you start getting older and you start saying, "All right, is this player um, really at the skill level of a Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, NAIA? I think that, or even a professional, yeah. I think that's going to tell you a lot of who that player is." And then it's not going to be like, "Well, the coach doesn't like me." It's like, "No, your numbers aren't very good." Yeah. Um, I think it's it, it it helps on that communication standpoint, but from a teachable standpoint, uh, when you have like a youth coach saying, "Well, all these numbers are just going to." make my kid think about other stuff and rather than what he needs to do and um, you are right but it you are wrong at the same time mm-hmm. is that if a, if the player knows what he's looking at he's gonna it's just like a video game mm-hmm. when you start figuring out oh this number does this this number does that the player starts realizing oh this is what I need to do if I do this I'm gonna get this result that's why video games are so addicting because you have a level one a level two, a level three It's the same thing with this tech. When you start figuring out the numbers, it's gonna become one of those things where it's like, hey, how do I get it better? How do I get my rotation score better? Like I'm getting Instagram DMs on our Rawlings Tigers account and players are asking me, hey, I have this number, what does this mean?
1: That is the toughest thing with tech, in my opinion, because it's great information. Mm -hmm. If you, one, know how to use that information, And two, if you know how to not get caught up in it and stay in that kind of middle ground, Mm -hmm. you know, because I I think we've had players who will just go all in and it's almost like paralysis by analysis. So overanalyze every swing, every throw, everything they do. You keep seeing them, their eyes right after they perform that action, go right to the screen, the monitor, et cetera, to see what their numbers were rather than worrying about some of the other things they probably should be worrying about. And like, I've even heard it taken to a whole extreme level of certain major league organizations don't even share numbers with players. They don't want them thinking they'll give them an adjustment and they'll tell them why they're doing this adjustment based on the numbers that now they've, you know, collected. But then after that, you don't get to see your numbers anymore. I always viewed it as
0: playing call of duty. That was one of the uh, duty. (laughs) Anyways, sorry. That's a wrecking Ralph. That's a wrecking Ralph joke. I love Ralph. But um, anyways, this is a
1: clean show.
0: Spiker. Call of Duty, um, I love. I loved that game when I was um, in high school and college because it really, like, I just got, I just loved playing that game. I don't know why, but you never look at like your stats when you when you're playing that game. You always look at it after the fact. Yeah, it's the same thing with the this tech. Yeah, you don't look at your swing every single time. That's just uh, that's that's pointless unless you're trying to make a a single adjustment on a single mm-hmm. number. Um, but I think you just get an overview of like, okay, this is where I'm at. Awesome. Sweet. That's, that's literally what it should be like. It shouldn't be like, all right, you've now, you've now done this. You've now done that.
1: It should, but that's super, super hard to do. I mean, when you get that type of instantaneous feedback, that is one of the, it's so difficult to not get wrapped up on each pitch, each swing, each whatever. I mean, that is, that's real hard, dude. Well,
0: it's the same thing with the video guy, the video, the every team has it there's always a video guy on the team yeah, yeah. he looks at every single swing after the game every single one
1: and i just I just think you're gonna go down a deep rabbit hole with that I don't think you there's not many guys who I've seen succeed in the game who have been like over analyzing I mean there are the few exceptions but I think those guys will just never be they'll they'll lose touch and focus on what is really important in it
0: well you talked to Eric Webb on Instagram live and what was literally his his point on this.
1: Well, he had a great, he had a great, it wasn't on on tech. No, no, no. Well, but even, he even even dove into it because we asked him a question about like, what's his day to day like, and what is he kind of doing? How, how does he approach his game? And you know, what does he use to succeed? And he, and I have mentioned on the Instagram live that I think Eric Webb has had one of the best approaches to the game that I've ever had or I've ever heard of or seen from a player that I've coached or played against. And that was, he, he really had a great understanding of how to simplify this game. Uh, simplify each at bat, simplify what his job is, what he's out there to do. He talked about it in Instagram live. This, it's going to be a podcast, right? So make sure you go listen to it.
0: It's, it's going to be in the episode. Episode before this before one. this one. Okay.
1: So you've probably already listened to this.
0: Well, but yeah. Or if you haven't, assuming. if you haven't, then go back and listen to it.
1: But then he, he kind of dove into a technology that we haven't even talked about. It was called game sense. And it was a pitch recognition technology and it wasn't necessarily feeding back numbers, but it was something that was going to help him visualize pitches coming out of a pitcher's hand. But he understood where that tech played a, it played a piece in his game. It didn't. It wasn't his game. You know, it wasn't his whole thing. You know, I'm sure if he used Blast con- or Motion or Rapsodo or whatever, and he probably has. It's a piece of his game. What sliver of that pie is it? I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Right. It's just
0: like it's just like hitting drills.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it all takes a piece. It I think the problem happens when it becomes a really, really large part or segment of your game and you start really forgetting about everything else.
0: You're forgetting what the game is actually about, right. which is I have to score more runs and I have to stop you from scoring. That's
1: the gist. That's how you I mean, win. That's, that's how you lose. <laughs> it,
0: I, it's always it's always funny when I feel like my team is getting into a point where they're getting so consumed by, um, like, things other than what the point of the game is, I always ask them the question, what is the point of the game? And literally it goes blank stairs. Like everyone goes blank. I don't know if they're thinking blank, like Spikers really lost it or it's, huh? Maybe we should bring some like meaningful quote. It's like, make me
1: a better human being. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like
0: (laughs) (laughs) leadership. Uh, But it, it comes down to the point of the game is to win. How do we win? And then they're like, they, they, they're like, this is crazy. This is like, I, it has to be this a plus Z over the square root of four. Nope.
1: One plus one equals two, dude.
0: Yeah. Like, and it, it's, it's not fair because again, I'm, I'm, I'm at a higher, I'm at a coaching level and you're higher up on the pyramid. Than yeah. They so they're like, yeah. they're thinking like, Oh, okay. He's going to give this like unbelievable wisdom. But in reality, I'm trying to just simplify it for him, which is guys, this, all this stuff is great. We do need it. But understand, if you get more, if you get the outs quicker than the other team, you win the game. That's basically it. Get the outs quicker than the team, and then just scrape across one run. We win. Yeah. However you do that,
1: and it should and it should be that simple. And that's where, that's where like when when we're talking about tech and how it integrates into the game, I do think there's a point in time with it. And I was trying to look something up here, and I really couldn't remember it. I don't know if you can help me with this, but there's. There's a certain like pyramid scheme. hierarchy of needs. Yeah, the hierarchy of needs. Thank you so much. Yes. And so think of that in terms of a pyramid. And as a player, you obviously start at the bottom. And there's some real basic fundamentals you need to learn about, you know, the game before you can ever, you know, move up. And as you progress through your career, the hierarchy, your understanding of the game is gonna begin to evolve and get better and i do think that at some point in that pyramid as you're going up tech can play a real pivotal role Um, for us i think we start implementing it probably more right now at the high school level but it's also us choosing to let them know what information we want to give them because an overload information overload of tech too early or too late can be a problem And so at some point I do think it can help, but I I don't want to like miss the point in this whole thing is like, like I'll give you an example. It drives me absolutely nuts when I see, you know, a dad or a, and a player come in and he's in fourth grade and he's loaded out with every piece of tech ever or a little gas, get, get, you know, gidget or whatever it is of baseball. And there's, he's losing all touch of it. He's losing the point of the game.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a balancing act. Now, if you ask me, hey Spike, sh- I'm starting out in baseball. This is going to be um, I played I played one year of rack. I'm going to think about playing travel baseball. Should I get a uh, technology? The answer is no. What I do think the technology is for is for that major level type of player who um, is looking for another edge mm-hmm. um, and is trying to advance his skills even more. But you first have to do it's a, it's a hierarchy of needs in baseball. You first have to know you have to have good eye hand coordination. Your timing has to be really, really good. Um, and you have to know this, the simplicities of the game. And once you, once you know all the basic mechanics, you're fine. Uh, if I, if, if you can time up, if you can time up a baseball, um and be able to see it really well you're going to be successful in this game then if you if you've felt like you're like okay this is becoming a little bit easier i i need to figure out how do i hit the ball farther Mm -hmm. or um how do i increase my bat speed like that type of stuff but you first have to know how to make contact consistently
1: well i've said this forever we we struggled like not struggle but we took our time before investing in tech and i know i had this conversation with you i've had this with coach hunger i thought i had this with Joss. and when talking about investing in tech as a as a as for the Tigers, what I always fought with was what good is this tech? Like I'll use Rapsodo, for instance, that tells us all that, you know, spin, velocity, trajectory, when the ball moves, etc. What good is that when I got some guys who can't simply step in the same direction two times in a row? Like why does that need – how is that even supposed to be there? Why would that be important? It's not. That guy has to figure out all those things before I can – Ever start talking about any of this great information that this great piece of technology provides me?
0: But I do think it's good to give them a taste. Well, it's an attention, but not getting them consumed by
1: it. Well, it's attention, right? Yeah. Because make no mistake about it, the player is different today than it was when me and you were their age. It's it's a totally different player. Because think about everyday life; they have a really advanced phone in their hands ninety percent of the day that can tell them any piece of information they want at a click of a button. Everything moves so fast and accelerated pace that, like baseball, which is by nature a monotonous sport and slow, I think it loses a lot of guys if you don't integrate some sort of like piece of technology that they're used to on an everyday basis. Yeah, you know, I mean, you can, like you said, you can become a movie star on TikTok in like thirty seconds. Well,
0: I mean, that and that's what's crazy about social media is like as social media has grown. It's been all right, you got five, six seconds to get the attention of um, a person I'm noticing on TikTok. If I don't get you in the first two seconds, you're not stopping on my video, which is crazy to think about, because when you think about as a teaching moment for me, my, my whole purpose and my goal is to teach people. I have to get you in one to two seconds. Do you know how hard that is?
1: I guess your first word better be very important. Oh, it's got
0: it's <laughs> got to be a crazy action. It's got to be <laughs> something to get you an act. Like and you notice it in lessons. You notice it in training. I've I've got I've got five seconds to get mm-hmm. your attention. When I get your attention, then I've got you. But if I don't have your attention, this is going to be a pretty rough lesson.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. the mind's going to wonder. You're you're not going to have buy in.
0: Yeah, and I I think from a baseball standpoint, and I I hope Major League Baseball is addressing this issue. Um, with their fan base, like the fan base is very loyal, very, very loyal. I would say it's probably one of the most loyal fan bases besides the NFL. It's all very, also very older. Yeah, it's very older. I would be very concerned if I was the commissioner right now and mm-hmm. trying to figure out how do I get the younger generation to buy in on watching a major league baseball game.
1: Yeah. No. I, well, I, th- just to go back to this whole topic, I think that is where tech comes into it. I mean, you see it now with with them, you know, putting a ton of money into Hawkeye. They're going to be able to tell after each play, like let's say Mike Trout makes a crazy cool catch. He starts in center field and he runs all the way to the left center gap on a ball that was hit hard and he makes a diving catch. And now after that play, they can go back using the Hawkeye technology and tell that Mike Trout's top speed when running was 19.8 miles per hour. He covered – Two hundred feet in ground in five seconds and like now that's the stuff that will keep people at a younger age a lot more interested.
0: If you don't know what Hawkeye is, um it's a camera based system um that gives you a lot of information on um what the ball's doing. Um it was very it was very pronounced in cricket, um, because in cricket they have these things called wickets. Do you know what wickets are? Yep. Um, well you're your heritage is English, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're, you're, you're right in path. I'm a seasoned vet. You're a seasoned vet in cricket. So they have these wickets, and the hard thing was figuring out if you would have hit the wicket if mm-hmm. it hit the player. So like that's where Hawkeye came in to play where, like, oh, yeah, he
1: would have been out. Well, well, like think about it. here. Here's the best example because I didn't really know what Hawkeye was until this, but I think everybody's watched a tennis match before, and you've watched, like, on Wimbledon – and let's say Roger Federer is playing Rafael Nadal, and Federer hits a ball that he thinks is in, and Nadal thinks it's out. The judge says it's out. Federer challenges. So you see all of a sudden, like two seconds later on TV, that ball in a simulation is going to that net, and then it leaves that dark row where the ball hit. Was it in? Was it out? That's Hawkeye. Yep. And that's that motion sensor camera that is like taking eight. Eighty thousand frames per second, or whatever—I just butchered that number. I'm sure, but it's taking so many frames per second into consideration that it can tell you. S- it, it uses algorithms and math to then shoot back all of these answers.
0: Yeah, someone's gonna type in and be like, "No, Dave. No, nope. it's, it's nope, seven hundred and fifty-nine million thousand. Well, you frames win. Frames per second. You win.
1: <laughs> sorry for trying to promote it, but it's—it's—you um, know—it's something that's gonna be. I wonder in five years, because the, the acceleration pace of it right now has never been faster. Um, I, I wonder where it's gonna be in five years, you know oh, without a doubt. There's gonna be in game even for like and it's all a trickle down effect too because it all starts in the major league level. It all starts where the money is. And then as more tech comes into the space, you know more cost like affordable options get trickled down. To where like trackman was the big thing in Major League Baseball now, even, and that was like $30,000, $50,000 for a unit. And now it's all trickling down. And now you can get a sensor on the knob of your bat that's going to tell you everything and go right to your, you know, Bluetooth right to your phone for hundred bucks. And it's, I can't wait till when there's some in game options that can give like the youth baseball player or the high school baseball player in a summer game. Instantaneous feedback because it's coming. It's coming down the chute, and the first guy to get there to do it is going to win.
0: Dang. We're we're in a crazy run right now with the growth that's going on in just amateur sports. I mean, it's been a crazy run. Um, I I'm interested to see if this actually happens because you can you can see it. That's the thing. It, you can see it coming down the road. Tournament companies or facilities like SFA or um, one of those companies comes in and says, "All right, we're going to deck out our fields with." Um, this tech I really think that tournament company or that company like the facility company is going to win well even because you because I mean if I if I'm a coach and I'm doing recruiting hell yeah I want to go there well I mean mean, it's gonna be so easy to just send over a text to coach Beezer or coach Gutten and be like this is who I have this is what my players are doing you interested?
1: You're, you're even seeing it now with, like, a company. Here's a here's a plug for PBR and bullpen tournaments in Indianapolis uh, at Grand Park. I mean, Grand Park, for six or seven of their fields, has TrackMan on each one of their fields on, on top of the roof of their concession stands. And they're even going into further tech um, this year in, in partnerships with PBR. But I remember playing in a tournament there last year with our 17U team, and a couple guys hit some home runs in, their, in one of their bigger tournaments and got tweeted out by them that said, you know, this guy hit a ball 381 feet with an exit velocity of 92 and a launch angle of whatever 27, and it was all because TrackMan picked that up. And I saw they had camera, or they had monitors behind each and every field that showed every pitcher's stat as well. So. Where you used to see coaches, college coaches, show up with all their radar guns, and before every pitch, radar guns would go up. They didn't even have to use the radar guns; they just looked at the monitor, showed them spin rate, it showed them velocity, it showed them everything.
0: Yep. If you guys don't know what um, TrackMan is, it's an in-game unit, meaning that it is um, out on the field. Or above the field, wherever, and it is actually a radar-based system, which then it measures the ball and everything like that. Um, what's actually happening on the field? Uh, there's a number of other companies that do it, like FlightScope, Yakertech. Um, mm-hmm. I think FlightScope's more camera-based. Yakertech's more camera-based. Um, if we if you talk about um, the previous technologies that we did, um, you have. Um, you have Rapsodo, which is camera-based, and then you have um, Hit Tracks, which is radar-based. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's like right now it's the wild, wild west when it comes to tech. They're trying to figure out, okay, what's better, radar or camera? That's like the big argument right now. That was a big argument in the ABCA. Mm-hmm. What's, what is the best way to capture your players' data? And so – it it's funny because a lot of the youth coaches are like, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I. <laughs> but then the college coach is like, yeah, radar, no camera. Like it just, it's just funny.
1: Uh, I mean, I, I just go back to the investment that's being made in that. And there's college programs sinking $50,000 in a tech a year. There's pro programs that are sinking millions upon millions upon millions. I mean, even, even organizations like think about from an analytical standpoint. Um, I think when we, even this was four or five years ago where you interviewed Matt Slater of the St. Louis Cardinals for Tiger TV. Yes. And they kind of walked us through the whole like backend, um, like, um, the workplace of the Cardinals. And he's like, Oh, and here's our analytics team where we have, what was it? Like eight full-time analytics members just diving into numbers. You know, I wonder if someday that, you know, when it comes, like our agents going to even be like a part of the game. Or is a general manager like John Mosellick of the St. Louis Cardinals just going to call a free agent and be like, based on the tech that we have and the numbers that you spit out, uh, you are worth three years, $8.75 million per year. We're not going higher or lower. That's exactly what the numbers say. Take it or leave it.
0: That's, what, that's what's going to happen, without a doubt. And Ooh, even then Scott, injuries, B- Scott even, Morris
1: is going to be like, well, no, no, well, no. Well, even
0: injuries like MODIS. Like MODIS is a wearable technology that um, soccer players have been using. I think NFL uses it too. Um, but it like literally tells you everything that's going on with the body as they're running and it tells you the inefficiencies. Like you can see, if you can see those inefficiencies in the in the beginning of their career, you can be like, all right, I'm going to probably give you like 2.5 million. Um, I can't go above that. And the player's going to be like, no, I don't want to do that.
1: But like, but everyone else is going to give them but 2.5. I, but I try really hard. Like, I'm a great teammate. Oh, I don't gonna, care. Well,
0: I think it's going to go. If if technology goes down, if we keep on going on this run that we're going at, which is tech keeps on trickling down and amateur sports is exploding, then I could see a day where it comes into high school and the colleges will know the inefficiencies of the of a pitcher's arm And they'll know exactly what's going on. And they'll be like, this guy's going to get injured in like Mm -hmm. probably six months if he gains more velocity, which is probably going to happen because he's going to get bigger and stronger. Risk assessment? Yep. Oh, you're going to have risk (laughs) assessment. I mean, when you think about (laughs) SEC schools, SEC schools, without a doubt, will go down that route. If baseball becomes a revenue-generating sport, which it's starting to get into that
1: that way. It's like you're going to have a risk management insurance person as a job there. Oh,
0: my gosh. (laughs) You're gonna have actuaries working without a doubt. Like someone that's just really good with data, and there's like, uh sorry. I Vitello, yeah. I wouldn't go with that guy. Yeah. Just to let you know. I know that you like him. He's there's six, a, there's he's a sixty seven
1: point six percent chance that he's gonna get injured within the next year and a half, and you're gonna lose X amount of scholarship money. It's not gonna be available to I me. Mean, that's crazy. It's gonna happen though. <laughs> it's i love happen. how you just
0: literally changed it a dime right it's there it's gonna it, happen yeah i mean i can totally see it i i've told players this or um coaches this too is like i could see a day where like coach gutton sends me a text if he's still coaching at this point um and say hey do you have a guy that has this 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 and this um if so send me a video i'm really interested in and then I could see literally the first day he goes out and he sees him, he's like, yeah, I'm going to offer him. Which Coach Gutton is very – he's hes slow when it comes to that. He doesn't make a lot of quick, rash decisions on players. He likes he likes to see them um, a couple times, likes to talk to his network and everything like that. Um, just like that's how he recruits. But I could totally see a day where that, that recruiting changes because it's going to go a lot faster. Like coaches are going to make offers on just seeing video and data.
1: Well, and I—and and I think – And maybe like one game. You know, whether we're talking at a college level where they're making offers to players to come in and recruiting them, or whether it be a professional level where they're offering contracts, I joke that they're going to spit out a number that's just going to tell them exactly what you're worth, but I think at some point there is going to be where 70% of that decision is made based on numbers. Maybe not 100, because numbers don't tell you everything. It doesn't tell you a a player's work ethic, a character, how he's going to interact with teammates. Is he a good teammate? Is he not? It's not going to tell you those intangibles. But right now, those intangibles mean equally, if not more, than numbers, and I think at some point numbers are going to outweigh that.
0: Which is kind of scary, because a player like myself, if I would... You would
1: have probably got lost in the shovel.
0: Oh, without a doubt. Oh, without a doubt. I was not the guy that
1: was Greg coming. Maddox would have never gotten drafted.
0: Well, no, Greg Maddox threw hard, though. Oh, yeah, he, threw, he did. He threw well, hard.
1: Let's say Greg Maddox, mid-late career. Probably he not. Have been yeah, he, he would have
0: been shelved. Yeah, he would have been shelved. I mean, that's what gets p- gets you picked up. It's velocity. Velocity gets you picked up, without a doubt. I mean, if you have an exit velocity of 100 off the bat, I mean, you're getting looks. If you're throwing 93, 94, you're getting your looks. I mean, would Jose Altuve be drafted?
1: Now, I mean, I know that he runs. Well, I, mean, I, I heard he got down the line at like a three-three, but like, yeah, which is insanely fast. Well, but. then let's go down
0: that route. What gets you? What gets you picked up? A lot of people don't know that. What gets you picked up? Speed, whether you run or whether you throw hard or whether you hit the ball off the bat, that's going to get you a look.
1: Well, I mean, we do it at tryouts every year and what, size. This, whether it. this is what, whether it's right or wrong, you know, your first initial thought on a player is based on his numbers yeah you know well passes looks like you look at you you know i you, you look at what he looks like as a player you can see if he's an athlete if he's got some intangibles Well, that goes
0: down that goes down to the tryout tryout thought i always have is you only you have a tryout yes that's your intro that's your it's you getting into the mm-hmm. door but your real tryout doesn't start until you actually step into our facility. Mm-hmm. And that's when the real tryout mm-hmm. starts. And then the the big time, the show, is the season. Mm-hmm. That's the show. Yep. That's where, okay, I'm this is where I can make moves. Yeah, and that's when you're really figuring it out. But yeah. But I mean, and I don't think a lot of people think that way. They think, okay, I got a tryout. I made the team. Congratulations. Now your work starts. And it's the same thing with college. Yes, you've got a college coach to like you. He saw a game or saw a number or saw a video on Twitter. He likes you. It's a door opener. It's a door opener. I'm I'm interested. I I know who you are now. That doesn't mean I'm going to offer you on campus. But then when I do offer you on campus, you've just passed the second phase where now you are making it on campus. Now you have an actual tryout, which is the fall. You have a fall tryout which is going to make, then the spring is the show. Right. Which I don't think a lot of people think that once I make the scholarship, I've, I'm made, I have made it. I have arrived. That would not be the correct way to go about it. No, it's not the correct way. It's what have you done, done for me lately? And that's what, and that's what the, that num- is our and,
1: society. That is everything.
0: Well, and then that's what the numbers are. help. That's what I think numbers are going to help a lot of certain, a lot of players in a lot of categories. Me being who I am and who I was as a player, I think I would have gotten lost in the mix. But I do think that there are some players that did get lost in the mix that I catapulted over because of who I was and my intangibles. And I got the opportunity over them. Now I think it's going to actually switch over. You're going to have more guys that are going to be more metric-based. Um, and it's going to be a metric metric world when you get into the college sports.
1: Then all of a sudden does it go back to do the intangibles become more important?
0: oh i think it then all of a sudden those yeah. become the separate i think that's i think that's gonna it's gonna it's way it's uh, it's ups and
1: it's because well because everybody in the world is gonna find out what numbers to that you have to get those are not going to become like a mystery those are become very apparent like easy information to find it, mm-hmm. it's gonna happen so now when everybody knows and in high school you have to have a 95x of velocity or better you have to run a 6.7 60 or better you have to do this and that they're all going to find ways to get to that point because that's going to become where you start getting recruited. Mm-hmm. So then goes back to what becomes the separator. Now it's, it's back to the
0: intangibles. It's going to be your leadership. It's going to be who you are as a person.
1: Yeah, because that is that is timeless. Okay? Yeah. That's that's from the beginning of the first game of baseball till whenever I see my last game of baseball. I think you're it's right on your that leader. now that
0: I'm thinking about it. I bet you once the information becomes more – privy where people understand okay this is the number that i need to get the ones that really want to play college baseball professional sports they'll they'll make sure that they get it'll make it'll make
1: coaching easier oh yeah without (laughs) a doubt it's like listen dude it it is black and white you kind of got to get here before the door
0: can open and the conversation can start and when we were getting recruited it wasn't black and white it was very gray for sure oh it was it, it was like a such a confusing way of getting through baseball like okay how does a college coach get to me well you kind of how always, do they you, see me <laughs> you always heard
1: that cliche phrase of now it's like so easy you always heard that cliche phrase of and it, it, it holds true in certain aspects but it was like the coaches will still find the good ones they'll find you if you're good enough they'll find you yeah and but no yeah but no
0: yeah but no
1: like Now,
0: if I'm playing on a Legion team in Hobunk, Kansas, there's no way a college coach is going to find out unless I throw like ninety four, ninety five. Yeah. But I mean,
1: yeah, you got to do something pretty spectacular.
0: If if you're in that situation, you've got to do something super spectacular. If you're a person that's kind of like on the fringe. But now but now with numbers
1: and tech and I can totally see, you know, this is going to help that certain player. I can I can see companies like Rapsodo and Blast Motion and so and so because they're they're in the business too of collecting data. You know, you don't make any mistake. They collect all of your data. They have it all because it's all in
0: the cloud. Well, I was talking I was talking to one of their guys, one of their main guys, and he was asking me, "Hey, we're thinking about doing this. I don't want to I don't want to give away any information because I don't know what they're working on." Um, but it can be really cool. Yeah. I Whoa. hate I hate being that guy like, hey, I had this conversation. It's gonna be really cool. Sorry about you. I, I have the information. But I don't wanna be that guy, but it is gonna be cool. Well,
1: unless you say that that they decide that they gather all that tech and now they start making leaderboards and they start making things out there that oh, it's gonna be you awesome. know, where they can promote a player in, you know, the middle of Iowa who might not have the opportunities afforded to him that maybe a big city player would have. But he's using this technology, and he's working his butt off, and he's doing all these great things. He's a high-level athlete. Now that guy might be able to get more publicized than previously before because of where his, his disposition where he's at.
0: Oh, without a doubt. I would love for that to happen because yeah. then it, it kind of like tugging at my heart, heartstrings, like that's the type of player that I've always wanted to help out is that guy that's literally just trying to figure it out. He yep. doesn't know how to get, get in that route. He's confused about college coaches and recruiting. Why is this college coach ignoring me when I keep on sending these messages and everything like that? Like that's the stuff I love helping out because I mean, that was me. at at one point. Now, if you start adding in that tech piece where you start having this big business helping small guys, Mm -hmm. that is awesome.
1: Well, and you know, one, this'll be like, this is one of the most important things that I think tech will always do. And we, we've talked about in the past, it's a connectivity tool over, over The numbers are great. The information's outstanding. Can it help your career? Of course. But it's such a big co- connectivity piece, and ultimately it'll keep people in the game longer, I think. Um, it connects you to your coach. It connects you to your team. It can connect you to people you don't even know. And it, oh, without it, a doubt. It is, a, it is one of the biggest like, social databases, I think, that will ever be happening in the sport.
0: And I don't even think they realize it's happening. No. I mean think think about this so we're in quarantine obviously hopefully it gets uplifted here in a little bit because um, I'm, I'm tired of being in the facility by myself right but one of my players his dad's texted me and then he added Jackson into the conversation and said hey we have this blast data can you take a look at it in video literally went on did a comparative analysis right away literally didn't have a lesson usually we have lessons mm-hmm. 30 minutes but now I'm giving him a five minute conversation of like what I see. And now he can go do what he needs to do on yep. his own by himself.
1: Yep. I mean, that's, it was unheard of. You couldn't do it unless you were face to face. Oh, if I, now if, you can do it.
0: I mean, when you have, if I had an instructor that literally told me like, okay, this is what you need to do here. Are the, here's what the major leaguer does. This is what you do. Oh my God. I would eat that up for sure. It, it would have made me a 10 times better. Build a player.
1: relationship tenfold it um it just it's it's a way to it's a way to keep interest in young players it's a way to like i said it's it's all about growing a love for the game and it's and young players believe you know believe it or not they they love the game for different reasons than me and you do and it's just it's very true and it's not it's not going to change and so that tech does play that integral role of keeping younger players interested and keeping younger players invested
0: so I'm guessing you'd say that you're bullish on tech. I think you have to be.
1: I think you know. I was probably that guy, like most people, that bought it for a little bit. Um, that being like, well, you know, hey, there's there's going to be a place, but I'm not going to put all my interest there. I'm not going to put I'm not going to put all my time there. But I think you're being real silly if you're that dinosaur saying that this is not going to be what baseball is in ten years. Um, and that you should be a person
0: that says like, I don't need to know what an attack angle is. I don't need to know what a launch angle is. Like a lot of people don't even know what attack, uh, the differences between attack angle and launch angle. And that's scary because most of the college world knows that. Well, it's just like
1: anything. If you're, if you're not, I think you say that because you're scared of it because you're scared of the new. So in my opinion, I'm very bullish on it. Um, it's, it's, it's already a huge part of our game. It's not going away. It's going to get bigger and more more integral, more, you know, just it's going to be a day-to-day thing for players and coaches. So if you're not jumping on board, and I'm not saying you have to go all in on it or all in on a certain piece, but if you're not listening, you're going to get passed up. You're going to be a dinosaur.
0: Do you think tech needs to be, like, if I'm a high school player, I should have tech?
1: I think it would be a good idea to start learning about it. Do you have to have it? No, you don't have to. It would be it will help for sure to what level of investment you need to give into it. I don't know. I mean I wouldn't go out there and spend thousands upon thousands of dollars on it and just throw money at it yeah. without doing your research and trying more importantly, I think it's more it's gonna be different based on each individual. So understanding what your needs are and how a tech could help that. I think that'll be really important, which is hard for players, but ask your coaches. Ask, you know, what what's levels of my game that might be I might need more than others. Um, and then try and associate that with a piece of tech that maybe you can you can see growth
0: with. Well, then what about 14 and under?
1: Um, you know, again, that's more of like that's that's I would use tech in that version of keeping them interested, keeping them having fun. Yeah, cuz that. cuz they do it's not that we're making major crazy adjustments that we're trying to fill their brain with, you know, you got to do this really, really hard thing while also worrying about your numbers while worrying about this part of your swing, et cetera, You're going to overwhelm them, but you can use it in a game sense to, you know, help them stay excited about it. You know, you, you just hit this ball this far or you just did this like that. And I think kids will like that. So I think it plays a different role at a younger level than it does at an older level where you get more into the numbers and trying to make higher level adjustments um based on those numbers and the feedback that that tech presents it
0: uh just to be very transparent we are um owners of rap soto and blast um i personally think those are the best tech pieces for what we do um so if you are interested in tech if you are a player or, um, a youth coach or, um, a simple high school coach that has 10 or 12 players, I would highly recommend in looking at wearable technology, not the technology that's going to tell you Mm. after, um, contact data, more of pre-contact data, um, in pitchers, same thing. Um, I think there's a, there's a number of technology pieces out there that, um, is good for, um, Wearable. I'm not the pitching side. Dave can probably go more into that, um, but I'm going to go into my closing pitch if that's all right mm-hmm. with you, Dave. Good. My closing pitch is this: is that um, new stuff is very scary and it's hard to learn because there's a new language that's involved. If you're going to try to learn Spanish um, and you're going to go work in Mexico and you don't and you say I don't, I'm not going to learn it, everyone else is going to learn English. You're going to lose. Um, I think it's the same thing with new technology. You have to be willing to open up and just kind of taste it and start diving a little bit into it every once in a while and start understanding the language. Once you understand the language of um, the tech, it becomes very, very simple and you can equate it to a lot of things that you've already known about the game. And you can start making comparisons like, oh, this is why this happens. That's why I, I absolutely wouldn't when tech started coming out, I was in the same boat. I was like, this is stupid. It's not going to work. Um, we need to keep this game super simple. But as I started diving into it, it gave me a lot of things that I could look at and help players out and say, Oh, this is what happened. And the communication was tenfold. I, I was making more connections with players than I've ever had before.
1: My closing pitch is this simple tech is evolution. Um, it's 1990 versus 2020 life was a lot different back in 1990 than it is now. There's so much more, there's so much more things available to us that can help better our lives. Same thing in baseball and same thing with tech. Today's game is going to be totally different than, you know, 2030s game. So do you want to be a coach in 2030 or a player in 2030 playing a 2020 game? Or do you want to be playing a 2030 game? Because if you're playing that 2020 game, then all I can say is, you better be uber talented because if you're not, uh, I, I don't see ignoring tech or just saying that throwing it away as being a valuable option to you. Because if you do go to the
0: upper levels, it's going to happen, anyways. Yep. All right, guys, that's our closing pitches. Um, we want to hear your closing pitch on this piece right here. We use an app called Anchor. Really cool app. You can uh, actually message us and send us an audio wave by um, just downloading the app in the iTunes or Google Play Store and then um, send us a wave and then we could possibly play it on this next episode. Um, But if you don't want to do that, we also accept DMs. Um, Follow us on social media. Please subscribe to um, our podcast you can either follow us on Spotify or you can um, subscribe to us in Apple. Um, also, give us a review, five star preferably. That helps us out a lot. Um, sub- subscriptions and um, reviews help us, and it helps us reach more people.
1: Yeah, thanks guys for listening. Until next time,
0: see ya. Thank you for watching or listening or both to the closing pitch. If you would like to get your closing pitch featured on the show, we use a podcasting app called Anchor, where you can submit your statement or question via audio. Or what you can do is comment in the comment section of this post. We also accept direct messages. Please give us the A-OK if you do send us a DM to use your statement or question on the show. Last thing, please give us a review on your platform of choice five-star preferably and we value your opinion and this allows us to reach more people thank you for listening and we will catch you in the next episode